2: I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No,
0: don't. Help me. Help. Help.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Professor Wart's out here in the Manly, the Warthog Man Cave, really for the last time this year. Isn't that something? Uh, well, 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 there we are again. And uh, we are, of course, in the Melbourne Law studio. The um, only uh, official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators, and um, supported and protected by Crime Prevention twenty uh, four seven three sixty five, a good local protection. Uh, you can use them anywhere, though, in the country and probably parts beyond. And supported by and uh, our enthusiastic sponsors and all of you all students who. Check in from time to time, see how you're doing in class. It's uh, always uh, nice to have support from the community. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, golly, about 10 years. I don't know how much longer I'll do it. It's uh, probably time maybe to cut it back a little bit. I'm going to be thinking about that a little bit as we go forward. Um Day in and day out. Uh, and for example, right now is very slow news cycle. It's uh, we're going to get into this whole thing about you know everybody does it. What are the great stories? But there's only been one story for the last uh, seven years. And you know what that story is? It's just been one story. Is eat up all of the press continues to eat it up every day. You can guess what it is. Today is our odds and ends uh, Friday. I just kind of go through whatever I find interesting and share it with you. And you may find it interesting. You may not. Uh, the phone line is open. And uh, you may call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about, Wish uh, is a happy one or whatever. Everything is there uh, to be discussed. And appreciate your um, support. What am I leaving out? I'm just uh, here reflecting. I've been doing a lot of reflecting today. Uh, I've got a lot of things here to possibly go through. Of course, what would it be, as I said yesterday, without football? I think I watched football pretty much from morning till night. And we will do so today in increasing... Uh, intensity, the games are getting better. Well, I not if they're getting better, but they're getting, quote-unquote, better teams. And what a better team means is more money, I guess. That's the, way it's, that's the way it's shaking out. Jason Gay, who writes for the Wall Street Journal, has an article in the Journal of the Day, and it's kind of a funny title, And it's the reason I sort of discuss it with you, because the title, you know, titles are very important. They catch your attention, and if they're any good, they also instruct you. So they have two purposes. One is to snag you, and the other is to instruct you. And uh, the title of his column today is The Year College Football Ate Itself. Now, come on i got to give him a hand for that. The year college football ate itself. And he has a number of examples of how that happened. The most
0: odd, since this is odds and ends Friday, I mean, it's odd really in anybody's book, is to pay someone $75 million not to coach. I gotta take a cup of calibre, sip of calibre coffee. Jimbo Fisher, you understand, is being paid. This is severance payment, so he's been replaced already. He's being paid. Get get this seventy five million dollars not to coach. I suppose there's nothing keeping him
2: from taking another football coaching job somewhere to coach, keeping the 75 millions he's made off with and getting the next guy on the hook for another big uncle cheese. But that's not the only thing that Jason Gay says is an indication that college football ate itself.
0: And one of the ways in which you know it is the the conferences. The conferences are nutty. They're just nutty. Um,
2: he points out, oh by the way, the the transportation issues
0: are going to be enormous because you've squished together schools on the West Coast with schools on the East Coast. So
2: he points out that the Pac-12 went from a
0: dozen schools to just two, which is Oregon State and WSU, Washington. Um, Crazy. He also points out, though, that this money madness
2: isn't really new. He goes all the way back to 1904 where he finds that the Michigan Wolverines, and this is two years before the creation of the NCAA, were doing print advertisements for a breakfast cereal called Maple flakes. That's what they were known as. In Ohio, they were known as X aple flakes. Wow. <clears throat> he also points out, and this is, I guess we know this in our bones,
0: but uh, we uh, tend not to think about it. The top paid <clears throat> State employee in most United States states is not the governor, it's not the university president, it is the head football coach. Napier, who doesn't even get to go to a bowl. There are 84 teams that went to bowls. 42 bowls. He didn't go. Florida didn't go. I think he's still getting seven and a half million a year. Go figure. By far, he's the top paid guy on the University of Florida campus. Now, The only way Jason Gay could think of this is that college football has eaten itself. And the place where you're going to see this most dramatically, well, I don't know about dramatically, but probably the quickest, is the low rated schools are going to get dropped. They're going to get dropped from TV. They're going to get dropped from bowls. They're going to get dropped in the collective. Name, image, and likeness racket. They're just going to disappear. And you're going to have a conglomeration of these guys at the top, the Michigans, perhaps not for them. Perhaps not for them. You know, Florida might be screwing up big time here permanently. And for the life
2: of me, I cannot figure out. They've got a legend on its campus.
0: A virtual legend. Arguably the biggest legend in college football. Steve Sperger. And they don't use him. Well, by that I mean, you know, they do, you know, the parade or, but they don't really use him. By that I mean they really, have, Napier, nobody knows him. Nobody gives a hoot about what he does. But they know, they know Steve. going through some stuff here that maybe is, it's odd, but I don't want to talk about it. This time of year, everybody does the big stories that you remember. Well, as I said, the way I look at it, There's only been one story. And that's Trump. Trump has dominated the news. Has he not? Lived,
2: as they say, rent-free, in the head of every lefty.
0: And if you want to throw uh, uh, Obama in there, probably should. There's only been one story. For the last decade, Obama turned the country into a common country, and the people putting a populist in to stop it, And then the system, which Obama knew how to manipulate beautifully, becomes thoroughly corrupt and starts trying to eliminate the guy who came to restart, reconstruct all the communist stuff that Obama started. I mean, Obama was on public record. Sat in a church where the minister said, G.D. America. You know what G.D. stands for. <clears throat> Came out of the church in which he was married by the minister. That mean, you didn't build that. Came out. Living and creating racial division, which we can't seem to get away from. And the people rebel. And immediately, as soon as the people rebel, they're called racists. Obama was supposed to be a race healer. I mean, that's the story. Perpetrated on mankind, the hoax that this black president, who wasn't, well, okay, black president. That's what you had a white mother. Got no mention, by the way. This black president <clears throat> was going to once and for all heal the racial divide. And we were going to sail off as a nation realizing all of our potential. And the first thing that happens I remember the beer garden story makes the cops sit down with the professor who was supposedly wrongly stopped. Anybody trying
2: to get into that house be it the black professor or not, would have been asked what he was doing there by any cop or the assault. That whole deal begins the defund the cop thing,
0: which is a huge story which hasn't stopped. We're going to get into that in a minute here locally. Think of all the things that he did, Obama that Trump was well on his way to correcting in spite of COVID. COVID allowed the Democrats to justify using private money to proliferate absentee ballots. which no one knows a damn thing about. Who cast them, et cetera, et cetera. So that's been the story. Combine that with the fact that the establishment media ramped up their biased reporting by selectively ignoring important storylines that contradicted Obama's official narrative. Let me take a sip of coffee. Don't you remember he had an official writer that officially wrote the official story that was officially fed to the official news outlets. And anybody who criticized it was a white supremacist or a racist. So Obama fuels up the racism. Trump becomes a be-all, end-all epitome of it. And that becomes the next installment in the narrative. Meanwhile, such things as Hunter Biden, CBS, ABC, they ignore all that. Ignore this Ukraine relationship with Biden, the Chinese relationship with Biden. They try to smirched the whistleblower. Incredible. The FBI gets corrupted. More than it already was. The CIA gets corrupted. More than it ever already was. The Department of Justice gets corrupted. More than it already was. The Department of Education with its absolute uh, obsession with diversity, equity, and inclusion.
2: That has been such a corrupting component of our official national narrative. I've got four or five articles
0: alone here, but the one that I really thought It was interesting. And I've gotten here some night in the midnight auto yard, in the midnight hour. Somewhere I have gotten, I'll get it. Must be down here in this stack. Huh? Oh, well, this hot much here. Yeah diversity equity or inclusion now i always thought this was the case this article comes off of ap america's surgeons the american college of surgeons has a anti racism DEI educational program at its annual clinical congress this past October in Boston. Huh? And what does this lead to? It leads to the president of Harvard being completely tone deaf to the struggle in Israel. Focused and obsessed only with United States racism. And these surgeons have been given anti-racist DEI toolkits And the toolkit addresses the unbelievable concept that racism infuses surgical care, leading to worse outcomes in minority patients. It even suggests, get this, a study that purports to show that survival of newborn black babies is better if the doctor is black. The toolkit has an implicit association test in it, which is a means of
2: assessing racial bias in decision-making and practice, despite the fact that the test has been repeatedly and conclusively shown to be, quote, without psychometric evidence of construct or predictive validity,
0: end quote. Huh? Huh? So, this is a very troubling aspect of anti racism and DEI on surgical education. Surgical education is tough enough, residency, the demanding stamina and training. Without Burdening it, is the argument here,
2: was some kind of indoctrination into anti-racism
0: and a DEI demanded by the political whims of the times. It's not... It's nuts. I mean, I, mean I, I think it's odd. Phone lines open. I think it's odd. And I've been hearing that. And that was at, in Boston. At a surgical licensing scene. Meeting. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, cover all the, I mean, these other ones they talk about, um, they're not big stories. I'm looking at something that's come out on corruption stories for the media. Ain't no big stories in there. I just go, I'm going over the ones with you. These are huge. These screw up school boards, particularly this DEI stuff, has probably screwed up more school boards. Now it's up in the American College of Surgeons. To cram that into an educational Program. And then, of course, the administrators who do that take a look at the salaries they get. See if Gainesville didn't even want to talk about it. Got to be a minority to get that job, too. I think that's one of the ways Tony Jones hung around. He didn't do anything.
2: 100000 a year, but he was there to make sure, quote unquote,
0: in some form or another, that diversity, equity, inclusion was involved in everything that happened. I'm going to do it on time. This one blows my mind. i go to it next. Well, let's go to this and we'll take a break. This is a poll. Uh, This is uh, from a book called Politics of Slave Morality. The fellow who wrote this wrote a book called Politics of Slave Morality. The Gallup polling shows that
2: Americans notice bias. 50% say the national media deliberately intends to mislead,
0: misinform, and persuade the public. Of these issues I'm just talking about. Just 35% of the people Gallup polled believe that news
2: organizations can be relied upon. Only
0: 26% have a favorable opinion of the news media. And this polling points out that the top 10 seen, read, or heard
2: stories when they went looking for him, like we're doing right now, did not include anything about Trump's impeachment or the legal challenges
0: facing him in these courts around the country. Can you believe it? That's where we are. That's where we are. Biden goes down to Mexico here recently. Mexico's president, André Manuel López Obrando, and comes away empty-handed. And it's been written that what AMLO is what they call him,
2: A-M-L-O, told the United States that he will help reduce Migration to the United
0: States if Joe Biden gives more aid and support to Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua,
2: all of which are run by left-wing dictators
0: who are busily exporting their people to work in the United States. So far, according to these calculations in this article, Biden has welcomed roughly 22,000 migrants from three dictatorships. Huh? Huh? And blinking, winking and nod down there is getting snookered, coming away Empty-handed. Winking. Winking and nod. No figure. Be right back to the Scott Godfiles with the Ward's weather report.
1: on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers! Alright, coach, last year the best party in Gator Nation was a Storyers Visors rooftop. But now, Redding 23, we're celebrating this year. What the restaurant has planned for this year, New Year's Eve. That's right, we got usual great food here at Spurrier's. We got wonderful music and it's the best way to ring in 2024. It's gonna be Advisor's Rooftop Bar from 7 through midnight to about 1 a.m. We got elevated hors d'oeuvres. We got sparkling wine pairings. We're going to dance to the DJ Elio here all through the night. Got to be 21 and older, but the tickets are going fast. And how much are the tickets for? The visor party tickets are $125 apiece, and trust me, you'll get your money's worth. Now, coach, where can we purchase the tickets? You can purchase the tickets at www.spurriers.com. this is Ward Scott and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills the Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems large enough to serve you small enough to care Melvin Law the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators the Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company Shoot GTR On the Spot Dry Cleaners r construction and style cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, wwwwardscottfiles.com and click on the advertise here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show... Thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these
3: poop. A warthog.
2: the steps. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh, my goodness. And he's huge. Shift. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Hi, can boy.
1: Can we touch him? No, do
0: Help me. Help. Help. All right. Ward's weather report brought to you by Lewis oil. Great
2: supporter of ours. Chevron is the fuel source. By golly, pump up, pump up with the Lewis oil. Here's the weather report. Well, I'm looking at the computer saying it's 45 degrees outside the, the manly Warthog man cave here. Seems like that's a little chilly, but I ain't been out today. Um, going to go up into the almost 60, but um, I ain't been there yet because it ain't come yet. But it's going to get down pretty close to freezing tonight. So
0: that's where we are. New Year's Eve in New York, which I'm not going to. I've
2: never been attracted to that kind of crowd. It's supposed to have decent weather. But the problem is it's going to have some... uh, of this Israel-Palestinian thing going on. So I would say stay out of that area. Um, that's Ward's weather report for the last time this year. By the way, okay, by the way, we are not going to be doing a show like Monday and Tuesday post-New Year's, just as we did not do one post-Christmas. So uh, you'll have to get in um uh, Ward Scott files withdrawal on Monday and Tuesday of next week. Plantation Mark, one of our great supporters, uh, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, Ears must be burned. What's up, my man?
3: Oh, well, let me tell you something. (laughs) Richmond was 42 degrees and, and zero visibility this morning with fog. I was 31 degrees with freezing fog, and there's only 88 miles between us. So (laughs) it was kind of weird to go out there and uh, beat ice off the seat of the gator this morning before daylight and head out into the woods. But uh, one thing I want to say, also, we just came off a record December of rain. So this ground is totally saturated up here. Well, we had close to nine inches of rain up here in basically a three-week period. It rained almost every weekend. And it was in the three to three and a half inch category every time we got one of these fronts up here. So we, we really got in stock. The garden's about washed out. But uh, as far as political uh, stuff goes up here, just learned uh, probably a month ago that uh, my old state senator from down in Clarksville uh, has cancer. Wow. And unbeknownst wow. Uh, anybody else? Uh, he re- he's resigning, but uh, the Republican Party up here had uh, went ahead and picked uh, through uh, their little caucuses uh, a replacement, which now is going to have a special election on the ninth of January. I'm no longer in his district, but I doubt seriously that 10% of the people in the district uh, do know that there's a new special election on the ninth of January, and I just found out about it a couple of days ago. So that's how quick things can change. The girl that's uh, up for him was basically uh, his chief of staff, which is good. But then again, there's a, <clears throat> a Democrat, ex-Democrat mayor from South Boston, Virginia, that's running against her. So, you know, these quick pop up elections like this has really hurt us because we've lost both the State House uh, and the Senate. And so, Youngkin's fighting an uphill battle up here now because they control both houses and uh, we can basically get nothing else done as long as he's in office unless something drastic happens. And I'll turn it back over to you.
2: Well, have a happy new year, you and your family, Mark, and thanks for being such good supporters. Uh, always great to hear from you.
3: Okay, let me let me go, Ward, and uh, I'm uh, going to hit the trail again and go to the woods as uh, soon as you go off the air and go back to hunting deer again. But everybody have a happy new year down there and uh, stay warm. And we're it's going back down into the 20s again up here for the next week or so. So you guys have a good one and we'll catch you next Thursday because Wednesday, Margaret and I will be up in Colonial Heights. Okay. Bye-bye.
2: So there you go. It's Plantation Mark calling from Virginia. Uh, the call-in line is open if you want to just chat a little bit with us about anything. It's Odds and ends Friday and it's open line Friday, so call in. Um, um, a good buddy, Ray Stern, says it's 44- outside his place. So I've got it right by these computers, I guess. It's uh, pretty close to accurate. Where was I going? You know, I was uh, talking about the stories that they say are big. But, you know, the conventional media distorts them so much and the ones that are big are never talked about and the ones that are useful to the Obama narrative, which is still driving the country, are the ones which go unchallenged. Along comes a challenger like Trump, and all hell breaks loose. And now an interesting story, which you may not be familiar with. The Secretary of State, can you believe this, has the power uh, to thumbs up or thumbs down a candidate on the ballot And in Maine, that's the truth, the way it works. And there, the Secretary of State personally said, no Trump for the ballot. California, Secretary of State has the same power, evidently, and said, I'm not going to get involved in that. Trump is on the ballot. Colorado has reversed its course once it got shot down and said Trump is on the ballot. Michigan has said Trump is on the ballot. A couple of days ago, I read the parallel to you for you about the climate in the country when Lincoln was elected and leading up to the beginning of the war with Fort Sumter. A lot of that is very similar to where we are now. And you see the race baiting that's going on with Nikki Haley. There's enough
0: concern about Haley possibly being the Republican candidate if Trump can't
2: extricate himself from the relentless trap
0: Set for him by the cheaters, then clearly the concern becomes Haley. And the way to nullify
2: a Republican is to hang the scarlet A. I'm making an allusion now to Nathaniel Hawthorne's uh, great first novel
0: of. Uh, the United States, um, of racism. This would be an R. Hang
2: the R around the Republican's neck. Not for Republican,
0: but for racist. So now they're trying to do this with Nikki Haley by saying, it's
2: not what you said, but what you didn't say, and you didn't mention Slavery, when you talked about what caused the Civil War. Now, Civil War was only known as the Civil War to the Yankees. It was known as the War Against Yankee
0: Aggression by the Southerners, or um, another one you might hear was the War Between the States a civil war was not what the Confederacy was about. It was sort of, if you want to think about it in modern terms, Ukraine and Russia. Ukraine claims the territory that Russia wants as part of Ukraine. Ukraine did not invade Russia. Russia invaded Ukraine. but Russia claimed that that part which they invaded is Russia. In the United States, it was even more complicated than that
2: because some states claimed they were and some states
0: claimed they weren't. And sometimes slavery was a litmus, and sometimes it wasn't.
2: And I went all through this. You can go to the senate.gov
0: and pull these comments right off of the Senate congressional record. I'm just glancing through them now. By the beginning of 1861, 25 of the
2: 66 Senate members had left to support the
0: Confederate cause. The vice president supported the, of Kentucky from Kentucky, who was vice president of the country. Breckenridge, Breckenridge Ski Resort, walked out, but his state remained loyal to the Union. There was a committee of 13 that was established. I'm just looking through this. To consider peace proposals. It established it was established to extend to the Pacific Ocean the Missouri Compromise Line, dividing free from slave states. It was much more complicated than slavery. She knows that. I was proud of her for saying that. For not succumbing to the race bait. And I'll be darned if by answering honestly, they don't race bait her. Makes no sense. But it's the story. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Denver Post. Colorado is a liberal state. Most of those guys I skied next to,
2: the young ones out on the mountain. Stoned. They have done some research and have come up with these figures. The nation's foreign born population now has an unprecedented forty-nine
0: point five million foreign-born in its borders. It's the
2: largest ever tabulated in American history.
0: It's done by the Center for Immigration Studies. Since Biden took office, it's nudged up to 50 million, which is 4.5 million more and when Biden took office in 2021. The analysis points out that the Biden administration has added more
2: immigrants to the nation's population than the annual number of U.S. births in fewer than three years. And the growth of foreign-born population under
0: Biden exceeds the resident populations of 25 states. There is an ongoing debate about the border. Mexico is holding the cards. They won't do anything to stop People headed our way. The so called Civil War was an ongoing debate about borders. About borders. The New York Times. Every once in a while, something comes out of that bunch you can kind of make some sense of. We're just looking at migrant children, according to this New York Times article.
2: Nearly 750,000 migrant children have been placed with sponsors in the U.S. since 2012. But more than half of them arrived since 2021. And where are
0: they? I was very interested in this. Where are they predominantly coming from? Guatemala. Guatemala. Behind that, Honduras. Behind that, El Salvador. Very, very few from Mexico. They're coming through Mexico. And guess what? Lincoln and Nod can't get a deal with Mexico to put a handle on. Now that to me is odd. That to me is a big story. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Chicago Mayor, who is now a guy named Brandon Johnson Oh, he's all been out of shape because of the migrant busing
2: program charter flight programs by
0: Governor Greg Abbott from Texas to Chicago never mind that Chicago from the get-go advertised itself as a sanctuary city. Now you got to remember, well you may not remember because you may never have known, Reconstruction brutalized the South after the war.
2: There's speculation that it would not have been so severe and damaging had Lincoln not been
0: assassinated. He would not have allowed the North to come in and exploit the South in a way we don't even do now to other countries. We didn't do it to Iran, I mean to Iraq. We built them back. Well, we did it to the south. And the north left it inhospitable for southern blacks to stay there. Not the Southerners, the Northerners. And so the Northerners took off. I mean, the Southern blacks took off for Chicago, Detroit. And guess what? They found themselves in poverty in those cities, in slums in those cities to this day the best thing that came out of it was the blues. It brought all that great southern black music with them to Chicago to the Motown sound. But other than that, the North said, yeah, come on, you're integrated.
2: The only thing is you can't afford to live where we live in Gross Point,
0: Michigan. Can't afford to live there. If you can, you're welcome to live there. Hint hint. In the South, white and black live side by side. Go read Faulkner. Genetically intertwined. This is one of the biggest failures of the American
2: college education system. It doesn't tell
0: the history of its own country accurately. In fact, it allows itself to be used by a Group bent on defrauding the education system by perpetrating a false narrative. You'll hear that spoken here on the Ward Scott Fox. If you want to evaluate me, go read my published articles about it in the Chattahoochee Review and the University of Alabama Press. I mean, written publicly about it. Studied it very intensely. We're being driven down a road that is not good, and nobody is correcting the story. She even, Haley, backpedaled. She backpedaled. Under pressure, she came out a day later. So later. And said, oh, well, she misspoke or something like that. It really did have a lot to do with it. And she had been in Ward Scott's research class.
2: The professor would have sent her to do
0: her research before she answered the dumbed-down press. But being a politician, she just did the quick and easy thing. Well, I think we're out of time for this year. Certainly enjoyed being with you. Thanks to all the support we get from you. Take care. We will not be
2: on the air Monday and Tuesday. Zach, why don't
0: you leave them with what you've got there, if you've got it queued up, my man. They
1: say my speakers slap harder than Obama's. Listen to this. Your iPad is connected to these? Yeah, listen. Pretty cool, huh?
3: So cool. I know.